Hello everybody and welcome to the MF Gamers podcast. This is the uh, Play Want Bin series of podcasts for April. My name's Ben, Dangerman on the site, and joining me is Hendo. Hello. I haven't hosted a podcast for a very long time, so I'm a little, uh, I'm not entirely sure where we go from here. So <laughs> I believe you've got the uh, the first game this month. The last Play Want Bin was with Simon uh, for March, and he was talking a lot about Warframe. I've been playing that, some of it with him, some of it on my own, some of it with other people. And I really, really like it. It's the free-to-play loot shooter, Destiny kind of thing on the PlayStation. And it's on the PC as well, I think. Yeah, it's been out for years and years and years. Yeah, I think they had their five-year anniversary. Yeah. Something like that. It's really, really good. Remind me which one it is, because one of them... So it was, it was one of the ones that came out at launch, I think, on PS4. It was available launch day. Yes. The main thing I saw of Warframe, I think, was the PC version. And it was... If, back, back then, it was quite a... If it's the one I'm thinking of, it was like fighting in big city structures. I don't know if you could fly. I think maybe you could fly. Am I thinking of the right one? Yeah, there are bits where you can fly. It does a lot, to be honest, so it's difficult <laughs> to sort of pin down. It sort of came out around the time of... There was a few... We're going to do this free-to-play thing and try and, you know, see if it worked. But it was more fully featured than most free-to-play games were and, I guess, are. Maybe, again, that, that trend's continued with, or got a second wave with, like, Fortnite and stuff. Yeah. It's basic gist of... I don't know, how can I explain it? Simon on the forum was going through all this stuff that when you're at that part that he's at, it makes sense and you want to know, like, what resources do I need? What stats has this got? And I think Sam was the one who went, this is really, really confusing. And my advice to Sam was, and to anyone starting it is, don't worry about that shit. Just, you start off and you make a character, pick which Wolverine you want, or three, pick which main weapon you want, pick which side weapon you want, and that's about it. And then you just start, you shoot stuff, you collect stuff, and that's all you need to worry about for a fair few hours, to be honest. And that's the bulk of the game is grinding out missions. But unlike what I know of Destiny, is there's a lot of different <laughs> mission types. Because I haven't played a second of Destiny. I I'm only getting the the general gist of like people saying there's not enough content. And this is a free-to-play game, and you cannot say about that at all. There is a lot of stuff. Hmm. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I haven't put any money into it yet, but if I carry on with it, I'm probably going to. It's just a case of working out. I don't want to pay premium currency for this thing. I don't want it to be like, I'm going to give you 20 quid here, 20 quid there. Just I want one pack, and that one pack is me basically buying the game, and that's it. Yeah. So it's trying to work out which is the best pack available for me to buy and then say right that's it I'm done I've certainly I think I put 20 or 30 hours maybe into it so it certainly warrants 40 quid or something yeah it's, it, you've got enough to justify paying the price it's just yeah the um, yeah it's it must be difficult for them to balance out because obviously they could make a lot more money by doing stuff like oh you can get these skins you get these skins these skins sell stuff separately uh, get this currency get this currency rather than or pay £45, you know, the price of what the game would cost, and you get 
the season pass essentially you get everything you get you know yeah. and maybe in a year's time that's not going to include everything but you get everything we've done up until now that's for me it's probably the right way to do it but i can understand why companies don't hmm. but at the same time you might get people looking at it and saying well i don't want all that i want i do want to just buy every you know bit at a time but but yeah i'm, I'm with you in, in terms of how not that i play free-to-play games very often but if i did and i wanted just to reward it that's how i that's the route i'd go rather than just buy some currency and still not get what i wanted yeah that's pretty much all i've got to say about that really well i hark back to the uh, more traditional honest era of gaming with cat quest that i've been calling cat's quest so i've edited all the mention of it on the forum because yeah it's it's cat quest which is a uh, top down not quite top down sort of isometric i guess 2D action RPG, sort of like East, or um, I guess more East than Zelda, like a hyper land stalker or something. It's you've definitely played one of those games before if you've been playing games for for years. Mm. You play as uh, a cat who um, it's got a few references in there, and it, it's um, sort of parody and things a little bit. Um, like it's it's well written. It's not always funny. Certain bits are, are all right. It's not hilariously funny and. Um, there's some bits that grate a little bit, but it's pretty well written. So you're essentially like a, a dragonborn, like Skyrim, and so you you have the power to to fight dragons. And some evil cat wizard has, has kidnapped your sister, and so you need to basically touch sets you down a challenge of I could kick the fuck out of you at the minute. You get stronger so you can fight me, and then you'll be able to take your sister back. So he obviously needs you to get stronger for a reason and. In terms of the greater plot, it, it sort of is left behind for hours and hours and hours. And you just do all these side quests, just go... Like, on the um, the map, there's no... Well, there's the occasional dungeon you go into, but you're just picking up... The town on the map is just, like, a few houses and a, a notice board or somewhere to sleep. Maybe the odd character to talk to, a quest giver, but you pick the quest up from the board, go talk to the person, and then it's like, okay, I dropped this stuff and I need it back. I think it's over here so you have to go and get it and it all basically boils down to smash stuff or you know attack enemies and i don't go back and and but you're gaining levels kind of constantly and you're finding gear constantly the gear system's slightly weird i quite like it but it's there's maybe too many items in that it's when you open a chest it seems random i, I don't know if it is and so if you pick up um, like chainmail armor it may be sort of plus four for defense, plus four for health. Magic might be minus one, but attack might be two or something. If you get another chainmail armor, it levels that up. But it means that the, the minus two also gets bigger, so minus four. But everything else goes up. But there's so many different armors and stuff that you can quite like an armor, quite like the balance it has, or a weapon or something. But you don't you know the ones you're finding aren't making that any stronger but then it kind of doesn't matter because you're gaining so many levels anyway there's a magic system a magic meter and you gain magic back by attacking things but certain enemies are not invulnerable to being attacked with your sword but you won't do a lot of damage but then you need to use that to build up your magic meter so that you and it, get, it comes back pretty quick but it means you can use the heal spell you can spam that because you keep getting health back and then kill it with your fire magic or lightning magic or whatever I played it a while back at an event and sort of was like on board with it there i enjoyed it a bit 
I think there's a demo up on PS4, and it was recently cheap on Switch, which is where I played it. Right. I think it's on everything now. I think it came to Xbox. Um, it's been on PC for ages. It's on everything. I think it goes cheap relatively regularly. I think it's it's really, really good fun. It does suit the Switch, because it's A, colourful, and B, kind of rapid fire, even if you're putting it on and playing for 10 minutes. You're going to get something done. You're going to finish a mission, or you're going to clear out a dungeon, or you're going to gain a level or two. So yeah, it's like I say, it's colourful. It's fairly funny. It's certainly well written. Some good, interesting ideas in it. It's a pretty small map, and uh, something I put in the thread as a criticism of it is that it doesn't do a good job of telling you what level you need to be. There's a couple of points where it kind of gates you a bit. There are bits where it does kind of just get you like, do not go past this point. There's a mission fairly early on that's like, look, you need to go do some side missions because you're not strong enough to fight this yet. But it doesn't tell you like, oh, maybe we should go and fight that thing now. And so when I eventually did it, I was hugely overleveled. And then there was another one that sort of stuck with me later on where it goes into a bit where the enemies there are strong even at the end of the game. So I Mm. just thought I was a million miles away from being able to do that side mission. Oh, sorry, that main mission. But actually, all you're supposed to do is just run in there, pick up the quest, and then go somewhere else. You're not supposed to fight these creatures. So again, by the time I got to that point, I was hugely overleveled, and so the story missions were were kind of um, a bit of a non-event after that. But bit of a walk in the park. Yeah, but the side missions, there's enough of those to to do that. Yeah, you know, you're picking up ones at level one, level two, three, five. That there's some that are like level ninety nine, level ninety, and and so they'll start quite low, but it's the next tier of that, next tier of that. Like it's a continuing story quite often, so you can keep coming back to places. The other thing I'd like to see would be a this is what missions are left in the world or this is what's left to do in the world because like I say I finished it and could quite happily just tidy stuff up and I think I've completely done everything but I'm, I'm not entirely sure. There is something in there that sort of suggests that if the game does well they're going to add some content so we'll see because I don't know how well it's done but it, it deserves to have, have done well for them and they've managed to put it out on, on everything hopefully it's, it's sold enough across everything that it's done well certainly it made the charts on the um on the switch the you know the e-shop charts when it was on mm. sale so yeah like i say as a switch game i don't know if i necessarily want to play it on a home console you know put it into sleep mode and just pick it up and maybe that's how i play the switch and not everyone does so people play it more traditionally but yeah dipping in and out of it was um the right way to play it for me whereas booting up the pc and playing it like that and you know sitting and playing it for an hour and then turn it off and coming back the next night probably wouldn't have even though it's the same amount of time i probably wouldn't have done it but yeah okay so you've got i think this is something that we've both played yes yeah well speaking of side quests and rpgs i've basically been hammering the side quest in an rpg albeit one where you beat people up as we did the yakuza special yeah and i mentioned that i'm probably likely to go for Yakuza Kwame when 6 comes out and sure enough 6 is out and I'm playing Yakuza Kwame I'm not sure where in the story I am I've met the um, the person I don't want to spoil too <laughs> much uh, I'm sure it's like old news but the person that ties together a lot of the games yeah I've met her and so I'm probably about a quarter of the way through the story I would have thought yeah, it sort of feels like the point where the that game story starts. I yeah. mean, I know there's a preamble before that, and obviously you're, you're introduced to Kiryu and him sort of going into prison, getting out of prison and all that, but 
Yeah. You feel like that's the point. All oh, right, okay, that this is where this story starts. Once the uh, the game world opened up, so it wasn't restricting where you could go. I just went right side quest time. So I've been doing side mission after side mission. We were chatting the other day, and I mentioned this to you, but it turns out when you go side mission after side mission after side mission in the Yakuza game, you realise how similar they all are, mm. and especially in this and in Zero, I think, a lot of them involve someone trying to scam Kiryu. Yeah. And most of them end pretty much the same way, which is, I'm going to stomp on your face. That's the only thing that really feels like Zero, I think. Because the tone, as you mentioned, is very... not grim necessarily, but not as wacky as uh, Zero. Yeah, it's actually telling a crime story. Yeah. Or, I guess, a crime world story, I guess. And yet, in the one of the side missions, I had to go and go to the shop and buy a load of pocket tissues for a guy who was on the crapper and couldn't leave. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, you get stuff like that, and um, there's lots of there's transgender side missions as well. Of what looks like a man is actually a woman, and what looks like a woman is actually a man and their brother and sister. Yep, that's quite a good mission. That I like that one. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm. I'm almost tempted to calm down on the side mission stuff and just mainline it so I can go through uh, another game I have, which we will talk about later. But yeah, you've also been playing Six. Yeah, um, I guess similar to you. I feel like I'm still, even though I've put quite a lot of time into it, I'm still in the first part. I am in the uh, second location. Uh, I've solved some of the story stuff, and now I feel like the next thing that's going to happen is... The, there's been very little um, political intrigue, or any, I say political intrigue, the politics of the accuser. There's been mm. a little bit, it's just sort of, you know, you've seen the odd sort of brush of it. But it's mainly been quite centred on Kazuma and, and his life. Or Kiryu, I should say, and his life. Yeah, so similar to you, I've kind of... Um, I had been doing the story and moving along because it didn't feel like there was a lot of side missions in the early stage. There is one that I forgot to go back to that I saw... Uh, a bit of footage of it and it looks really funny so it's so one of the things I recommend to people who are playing it there's two things early on one is it's quite difficult to get money in the game initially right but there is a perk in the level tree that's quite early on you can afford it fairly early on where you um, you get more money out of fights and by that point I hadn't had any money and then I got that and I got a couple of things it made a big difference I don't know, I just stopped getting any for ages, even though I was on like level two of that. So you don't get, it's not like um, zero where you're getting money constantly from fights. It's it's like items that are dropped. But eventually you can essentially kind of get a job. There's something you could do, a fishing game that can earn you a bit of money. Not huge sums, but a bit. And that then means you can get your health back and so on and so on. But there is a, you know where um, Theatre Square is? Because we're both oh, yeah. experts on Tokyo. So, if you go to the far side of that, go south, and there's a little side area where the bowling alley is. Hmm. The bowling alley is not in the game, for whatever reason. As far as I know, there's no bowling in this. But there is now a fancy, expensive gym. And that the start of that is brilliant. But it's a good way to gain experience quite quick. Because um, it's just go and do some mini-games that are basically just timing your button presses or, or whatever. And then you have to go and eat a certain type of food to show that you're doing it healthily. I'd maybe recommend saving just before you eat the food 
go and find out why you've eaten the wrong thing and then reload it and just go do it right because yeah that happened yeah so yeah it's a good way to get more experience also the uh, the results screen of that is genuinely funny just really really funny i was sat thinking this game's not as wacky as i was expecting it to be after zero i thought it'd be stupider and yeah no it, it isn't but it does get there and i'm sure it will there's other moments in it so i say the fishing mini game is uh that has its moments as well but yeah i i, I don't want to talk about it too much because i've not like i say I'm, i still feel fairly early in um they've changed the combat and stuff which we talked about this on the um the yakuza special that uh, we should probably, I don't know, maybe go and listen to it because I don't think people, I don't think anyone listened to it. I don't know the, the stats but I don't think anyone listened to it. The combat is, is shifted a bit. It's a bit more freeform and in some ways I miss the uh, how stoic it was but how fixed it was because that meant it was a bit easier to force heat actions and things but at the same time you can just hammer, like you can just kick objects that are on the ground and they will hit people in front of them. Um, so you can kick a bike and it'll take down four people or something. So there's little things like that that are in some ways improvements, but it's not got as um, it's not got as many heat moves and stuff. But I think, um, I forget what I was listening to, and they were talking about how when they move to a new engine, they have to strip stuff back because they just they have to put it all back in. They have to redo it all. And mm. so you can't necessarily do that uh, in the time frame. And that kind that is kind of what this feels like, is that it's a new engine, it's a new game, and so it feels a bit light on features just because they can't just reuse the stuff that's already been done. And so, it, yeah, it feels a bit lighter on content than some of the others, Zero in particular. But, yeah, so far it's it's good. I might need a break from it fairly soon, but it's, it's good. I have a question before we move on. Okay. I don't think this is a spoiler because the whole point of the question is that I don't think either of us know, but this is meant to be Kiryu's last game, allegedly. Hmm. How do you think that's going to happen? Do you think they're going to kill him off or do you think he's just going to, in inverted commas, retire? I can't see them killing him off. No, I can't either because he... Um, I can't see them risking not being able to bring him back. Yeah. And we talk about this again on, on the Yakuza podcast that they can at least do a Kiwami for two, three, four, five, I guess, and spin-offs where they could bring him back they still got a few years where they could do something with him but yeah I don't know it's not been as far as I know it's not been hinted at or foreshadowed or anything so the stuff that I've picked up are like alright oh, that's how it's it's gonna end Kiryu being Kiryu I could see him sacrificing himself I guess that'd be how he'd if he was gonna die that'd be how he'd, he'd die I can't see him losing a fight but in some ways maybe that'd be kind of cool as he just gets killed by some random street thugs that you've spent yeah. the entire game just plowing through and one of them's what does him in. I can't see that, but yeah, we'll find out, I guess. Okay. The other thing that I've played um, this month, again, it's different, different tone from uh, from Yakuza, but uh, another bright, colourful game for me, I guess. Detective Pikachu on mm-hmm. the 3DS. And I was thinking about this. There is a real chance this might be the last 3DS game I play, maybe? Detective Pikachu for those who don't know is it's been turned into a film as well I think but it's it's a it's a talking Pikachu uh, a detective yeah. Pikachu he helps out this lad called Tim whose father has disappeared and it turns out this Pikachu was Tim's father's partner as in his Pokemon that he used um, that's how they refer to them it's, it's very much an equal relationship 
the big plot is that you're trying to find out where your father is, but it involves this thing called R, this chemical called R. Um, there's been a spate of Pokemon kind of going on rampages. So you're trying to find out why that's happening, and then you do, which is, spoilers, R. And then trying to find out where that's coming from, who's doing it, and all that sort of stuff. So this is sort of um, fairly early on. I think chapter two, you sort of solve all that bit. It's not bad. It's just a bit of a... It's a bit of a non-event. It's a bit of a nothingness. Like, it's all right. I'm, I, I haven't... I got a bit tired of it, but I haven't hated it at any point. The tone of the first trailers when it was in Japanese seemed to be, you know, you had this, like, aggressive Pikachu. Yeah. Snidey Pikachu. And it, it's not that. It's friendlier than that. But it's like, you can, oh, he's Grizzled Detective because he has black coffee. That sort of thing. It's it's really, really tame. So what's his voice like? Is it like, is it like a Grizzled Detective? It's not quite that bad. Like, it, it's not... A lot of people wanted Danny DeVito to do it. Yeah. It's not as it's not as full on as Danny DeVito would have been. It is noticeably a you know, it's not a voice that suits a Pikachu. Right. It is a slightly sort of um I guess New York area. Maybe I don't know it's not quite full New York, I don't think, but it's a bloke's voice, it's a man's voice and not a man like um I don't know, like a just a, a male voice actor, quite high it's not a Final Fantasy voice. It's it's but it's not Kratos in you know the new God of War either it's not quite that bad but I don't know like the, the characters are alright there's no one particularly irritating in there it's not funny enough it's not weird enough it's not gritty or gritty gripping enough in terms of the, the story so I think I mentioned in the thread like it's not got Hotel Dusk right it's not got that story it's not got Touch Detectives nonsense and it's not got the gameplay of like a, a Phoenix Wright or something but it is this um walk around in a 3D world but weirdly the 3D three you know the 3DS 3D doesn't work in this game and it it looks like it was built for it like there's lots of bits where this should work but presumably to sort the frame rate out because it, it does hold fairly well they they had to scrap it i think it might have just it's like some of the 3D worlds and the characters and stuff kind of impressive that they're being done on a 3DS but yeah so you'll you'll walk around you'll talk to people get some information you can then sometimes use that information so it will it'll come up when you have to you know when you have to use it. Uh, look at items and evidence left on the floor, and then eventually you'll have to solve a puzzle by okay, why is this here? And you you have to pull like there'll be like four comments, and you have to pick the right one to drag into a box. Oh yeah, well done. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then there'll be like QTE t- things as well. We have to just press A at the right time or or hammer A or, or whatever. You know, you have to just react to things. It's just that sort of stuff's not. Not too bad, it's quite an interesting little thing. The only sort of real criticism I have beyond it not being quite all it could have been is just that it it's initially alright with its pacing and then it starts about halfway through to just drag its feet a bit. Like So it feels like you could have solved everything the next episode and it, it keeps feeling like the next episode is going to be the last episode but then it's like, you know, oh, we you have to do everything one chapter at a time. You can't just rush through it all. And so just the last sort of few chapters just feel a bit... They could have got through them, I guess, if they didn't feel like they had to have a certain length for um, for this story. If they kept the pace up a bit more frenetic, this would be a better game, but it would be maybe a bit short. But then you just counter that by having the story go somewhere, and it ends. It doesn't end solving everything. Like They've, they've set up for a sequel, 
and they introduced some stuff that they could have gone and looked into. There's some other bits that they could have spent a bit of time looking into and and things. So it does. That's like I say, it's not the length of the game that's a problem. It's how they've paced the narrative. Whereas they could have gone off and done something else a bit earlier, or explored a different avenue a bit earlier. But it does mix things up, and you do get different environments and and stuff. Um, but essentially, it does boil down to the same the same gameplay and you kind of know the routine so a start of a new chapter can maybe feel a bit slower than when you start to piece everything together it's all right i wouldn't necessarily rush out and buy it but it was okay it was harmless enough okay well speaking of stories that go somewhere we played a way out together yeah you've played it quite a bit you've played is it three times you finished it yeah i've played it this is my third time you know in all honesty we probably did play it as something to talk about on the podcast together but it was good for me to get you to play it because it helps me try and discuss it the right way I guess because mm. you could easily spoil a way out and it's relatively short it's also quite cheap as well I think it was 20 or 25 that's new with no sale on PS4 Yeah, and it does a really cool thing where uh, you played for free so all you had to do is you downloaded the game, but I invite you into the game and you get to play the whole thing. Yeah, so there's um, basically, there's a, I'd say it's a demo, but it doesn't exist in the demos. You have to just um, search a way out on PlayStation or wherever else you, you're playing it and you'll be able to download a, like a trial version of it, essentially. Yeah. So we both played the director's Joseph Farah's, his previous game, Brothers. Which is fantastic. It's a brilliant, brilliant game, brothers. Really, really good game. And that whole thing was, it's a co-op game, but you play it entirely on your own. And this is, A, uh, completely different in that it's strictly a co-op game. You cannot play it on your own. And B, is wildly different in where it's set, how it's set, the the narrative, the fact that it's in English rather than a made-up language. It's not in a fantasy land, it's in 70s, somewhere in America. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure where it's set. Some of the accents are all over the place. Like some of them, when you're in the farm, they've got like a very sort of southern accent sort of thing going on. And then other times you'll get like a Italian New York and you'll get Californian and like, well, you're clearly actually Eastern European, but, you, but, you, <laughs> but you, you're in America for some reason. Yeah. Although, to give one, we, something we were discussing when we were playing through it, the um, of the two characters, one of them is the director's brother. I think it's just yeah. called Ferris Ferris. Yeah. And the other guy you play as, the older guy, is actually a Swedish bloke who, as far as we can tell, has never done any work in America in his life, but it, his accent's really good. Yeah, he's quite convincing. Yeah, maybe he's not. Maybe if you're an American, you kind of go, no, that's a really bad American. But it sounds convincing sound convincing to me and it seems to be consistent as well. There's a couple of voices I think which were like uh, I'm not really sure where you're going for there but I think there's a woman early on that was just like um, your accent's all over the shop love the story set up is there's Vincent which is the, the guy you were talking about, the older guy and Leo who is the guy with the nose I ref- always refer to the nose and the sideburns Yeah, and they're both in prison it turns out, and it's not a spoiler to say this because it's within the first hour, I suppose. It turns out they both have the same reason for being in prison, and 
they have a connection between this uh, big bad guy. Yeah, they've got a common enemy who isn't in prison at the time. Yeah, and he's responsible for putting them both in prison. So they end up working together to, to break out, hence the name, and confront him and get their revenge. That is as much as a narrative as I really think it's worth talking about. Because the whole reason for the game is the narrative. Yeah, and obviously spoiling it, I'll go into too much detail of what it does, why it does it, will spoil it. What I will, yeah. Two things I was going to say about the, the narrative, I guess, is something we were talking about when we were playing it is how different it is to Brothers. And I know you've mentioned this already, but to go from... Uh, so you talk about how uh, how well directed it is. So the camera will sort of go through grates and stuff. And there's a particular bit that that does a, a good job of it. But there's a few bits where just the camera moves as though it's on uh, like a camera arm or something like that. And it's all set up to move. Not in a way that a video game tends to do it. It is more like a piece of cinema. If you yeah. could just move the camera how you wanted. That's commendable. And it also means the way the narrative is, is told compared to... So it's in Brothers, it's more environmental. It's it's you see things happen or the stuff in the environment that just lets you know, all right, this is maybe not the best place to be or this isn't a safe place or people have died, you know, there's graveyards, there's, there's all that sort of stuff. Whereas it's more explicit here, it's more uh, script and narrative and, and stuff. So to be able to do both, you know, the same person do both, not necessarily the same team, but the same person doing it, it's maybe on the. It's, you can sort of see uh, where maybe there's a weakness there. I mm. guess like it's not. That's it's sort of you can understand why someone might. The bits where it's less than great. Well, fair enough. I guess it's second language. You know, this is his first attempt at this uh, that we know of. Um, certainly the first one he's put out. So maybe it's just a bit more difficult to do that. Whereas if you're in, if you've done film studies and you've, you've you know you've made films before, then it's maybe a bit easier to. Uh, use the scene to tell a story because you're storyboarding or because that's how you're taught, that's what you study rather than if you're a scriptwriter, which yeah. is kind of what he needs to do. The other thing is the the problem with it being a game to some extent is or an online game is, is we were just talking over stuff and then I'd quite have to pretty much every chapter I'd be like, So why are we here? What are we what <laughs> are we doing now? So okay, so and it you're going for the same thing, you know what you're going for. It's just why here? Where are we supposed to go? And the game does a good job of just leading you down paths and stuff. But there were a few times where I had just no idea. It was a good job you were there, otherwise it'd be I'm not entirely sure what we're what we're doing. Whereas having you there and you you'd played it a few times meant yeah, just don't worry, we'll you'll see in a minute. The ideal way for people to play it is two people who have never played it before. Mm. However, you you would get in that position where if you just started talking about something, you would miss something. You'd miss a motivation or you know, what are we actually here for? What are we doing? Yeah. It's interesting that the three different times I've played through it, I played first through with Simon, who had played maybe about half of it with Blakey. And this, again, this isn't a spoiler thing, but a few times through the game, it will offer you a choice. Do you want to do it Vincent's way, which will be the kind of less violent way, I suppose, the, the good way. Or do you want to do it Leo, who, who is like the brasher way of doing it, I suppose? Yeah. And so in that situation, I said, right, well, whichever choice that you and Blakey did, we'll do the opposite. 
because um, then I'll see something new anyway, but you'll also see something new. And doing that, he found out pretty much all of them will end exactly the same cutscene. That if you go under a bridge or over the bridge, the cutscene afterwards is exactly the same. It doesn't really matter. It's just how you get from A to B. And then from B is the same. So all of these choices, they don't change anything in the story at all. But I quite like that you've both got to sort of talk to each other and go, right, why are we doing this? How are we justifying which selection we're going for? Yeah. And the second time I played it through with a mate and I said the same thing to him I said to you. is just like, I've seen all of this, so you choose. We'll go with whatever your choice is, basically. So you had the uh, the same sort of thing as him. as like, well, I'm playing as the, inverted commas, good guy. So I want to choose the uh, the good guy approach. Yeah. Apart from, I think, near the end and you went, fuck it. Well, there was a point in a car where you, you have a choice. You park up and you have a choice about how to deal with something. And it was Leo's reaction to being told, no, we're doing it my way, is you sort of, he looks a bit annoyed, but then just gets on with it because he's not got a choice, you know? Yeah. I thought that's, he would have said something. He would have gone, hang on. Here this place, that place, that place. We've done it your way every single time. <laughs> and he would have been right. So after that, I was just like, okay, I was going to let Leo have one because, <laughs> you know, I think you would have to or he'd start just doing it himself. He's not going to just be subservient all the time. Yeah. Might have overthought it, I'll, I'll admit. <laughs> yeah, the, th- the thing is that it's, it's important to know that the director's got a story he wants to tell and you've not really got much in the way of changing that story. These choices are basically not really that important, except maybe near the end. Yeah. One thing I was going to say about it was I was trying to... You might have picked up on it when we were playing through and I'm willing to concede that you having already played it might have influenced my enjoyment of it in Mm -hmm. that we were kind of racing through it and maybe if I'd spent more time in the world doing things work your stuff out like say playing it with someone who hadn't played it before but yeah. I had no interest in doing the, the side stuff in there like playing you know throwing darts or apparently there was a connect four mini game in there I had no interest in that I didn't want to play baseball I didn't want to do, I just wanted to get on with it I didn't need that stuff in there so maybe I'd have been a bit more invested and cared a bit more but I kind of I didn't want to do that stuff anyway but I read the thread and I think there's maybe three or four people who posted in there, but a couple of people really, really enjoyed it and would say, oh, all this big talk he, he said, that you know, the developer beforehand, he lives up to it. All of it lives up to it. It's, you know, it's not just bragging and, and overconfidence. It's not just like a PR thing. It, it actually lives up to it. I don't know that when we stopped halfway through, if I'd been playing with a mate, I don't no offence <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean if we'd been we stopped halfway through someone ran the house and uh, went and got some food and then if we might have come back to him, just do so much you want to play some Rocket League or something <laughs> I was not enjoying it that much I wasn't hating it I just didn't do a lot for me and it's because of the missteps I think in the the storytelling and stuff the gameplay is what it is like it's, it's well done at points it's really well done and something we were talking about was a particular chase sequence that we were talking about this that the timing of it so that it switches from you to me to you to me like 
that's really, really well done. That must have been so difficult to do, and they do a really good job of it at these points where it's not a cutscene splitting the two. It's and maybe there there is a use of cutscene generally, and it might just be where there's a little hold up, a little stutter, or a, they move a bit quicker all of a sudden. Just to must be a window, a gap there, but and maybe that I was constantly moving forward, you were constantly moving forward. If one of us had just turned around and stopped, maybe there would have been a fail state. But it was working so that I would see the person in front of me as I was, you know, they were getting away from you, but then they'd come right across my vision and I'd have to take a right and cut them off. And then, you know, so I thought that was, that was really, really well done. But yeah, I don't know. I can't quite place what, what it was. There's just something about it just didn't really engage with me. But then it didn't pre-release when I saw the E3 trailer that got a lot of people excited and stuff. It didn't really, um, I don't know, it looked interesting, but not like something I'd necessarily want to play. And and so maybe it's just a mindset thing that I went into it being a bit like, meh. But, but yeah, but it just seemed like the people it works for, it really works for. I'm in the middle. I can see the problems with it. But, I mean, I went into it excited for it because it's the guy who made Brothers, and I yeah. really like Brothers. But also, yeah, when you say the, the trailer first came out, I was like, it's a co-op game with a really cool split screen thing going on and you're breaking out of prison. I thought, yeah, I'm down for that. I'm completely up for that. And it does some really interesting things with switching up the gameplay because you think it's going to be... Because I explained it to my friend. I was like, oh, it's a bit like Heavy Rain, I guess. But it does a bit more than that. It changes the camera view sometimes radically different. Yeah, and it's it's sometimes fairly kinetic. It, it It's not just pick this item up, move it over here. There is more... It's weird because we were talking about how at points it gets quite gamey as well. It becomes, yeah. it stops feeling like this interactive story and starts feeling a bit video gamey. But that's, in some ways, that's kind of impressive that those bits don't feel broken. Apart from the basketball, they like nothing really <laughs> feels, nothing really feels like it just doesn't really work. Yeah. But I don't want to spoil where it goes. I don't want to talk about the particular gameplay mechanic, but it's a very common gameplay mechanic that is kind of just what video games are nowadays. And it handles that absolutely fine, uh, but I don't want to spoil yeah. it. I don't know if I'm just not spoiling that for no reason, but but yeah, like when I think to um, the Walking Dead Telltale game, had the same thing and did not handle it very well. It was a particularly bad bit of um, of that series, to the point where they started to just go back to just pick up items, solve puzzle, talk to this person, solve puzzle, talk to this person. And just let the story play out. Like it, it does handle different gameplay pretty well. I think my reasons for enjoying it are, on the whole, I enjoy it. There are bits where I go, yeah, that script could be better, and that voice acting could be better. This one section, I don't really care about. But when you look at the whole picture and where the story goes and how it makes two people work together and form that bond, I think. I think it works really well. Yeah. I still see the problems. Yeah, I think, like I say, one of the biggest flaws for me is that I didn't care enough about it because some of the stuff it does, I, I feel maybe would land, like Brothers really landed with me and what it does with the gameplay at the end of Brothers is genius, absolutely genius, it's brilliant. Here, I, I think it could have, I could see why it existed and uh, I think we were talking about it as it was happening, but I just didn't care and I don't, I don't know why. I, I mean, I, I, I do roughly, but yeah, I don't. Without, if we were allowed to spoil it, I could probably say exactly why. But it's difficult to uh, 
to talk about, I guess, without spoiling it. So I don't know. I, I think put it this way though, if 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 someone's listened to this and they're not sure about it, if they know someone else who's got it, then they can probably play through it anyway. I guess the the thing that stops that from happening is let's say I owned a copy of it. I was in your position. I was gonna play it with someone else. So I played it with you and someone else was like, oh, I don't mind playing it. I'd have to want to do that person a favour to to play through a game that I've already played again. Because mm. it's not it's not crazy short. It's not hugely long either, but it's what, six hours or something? Maybe seven hours? Yeah, about six, I'd say. We did it in two parts over two days, and so you know, you either spending all day on it or doing the same thing we did. So don't know that I'd necessarily want to play it over and over, but when it does eventually drop in price, you can maybe split it with someone or, or stuff like that. And you, I don't think you're going to hate it or anything. I'd be uh, quite happy to play it a fourth time, to be honest, if someone wanted to see what it was like. Fair enough. <laughs> I've gotten quite good at like playing it and talking about helping you uh, what we're doing in a story without necessarily spoiling it. Mm. Got close a few times, but yeah. So we'll uh, we'll move on, I guess. So it's at this point then that we do because um, it's play one bin. So um, what is your? Oh, I should say just to put this into context, the timing of this is <laughs> we've just got had a couple of big games come out. Another one's out-ish or about to come out for people. So, uh, what's your what game is it that you want, Hendo? Well, I guess one of them that you're referring to is God of War. Yep. And I have God of War in my hand right now. So, yeah, we're recording this on the day that I picked it up and it's arrived in the post for you. Yeah, same. I've, I've also now I've reached over and grabbed my copy. I got the, uh, the Day 1 edition. I believe you got the Povo edition. <laughs> I got the, um, the Scum edition. <laughs> yeah. what, what, the, what do you get for the Day 1 edition? I have no idea. Oh, I get three in-game shields, Buckler of the Forge, Dokken Shielder, and Shining Elven Soul Shield, and a dynamic PS4 theme. The code, I got it, I was like, oh wow, they've included a booklet, like an instruction manual, but it's not, it's like 20 pages, all with instructions on how to in- include, you know, claim the code, but only one page has the code on it, but it's all different languages, and I don't understand why they didn't just print given that they've printed all these slips anyway why don't you just print one slip with the code just yeah. put it in I, yeah whatever because the back's only in one language so I'm assuming there is a cost effective reason for it but do you know what not my problem not my monkeys not my problem nope that's what the Polish say that's not actually it's not my circus not my monkeys I fucked it up yeah but <laughs> oh well it's staying in yeah so yeah, so neither of us have played it yet, but and I I don't know about you, I might hold off and uh, like I feel like I might be uh, I haven't played a lot of Yakuza because we've been playing a way out, so I might put some time into Yakuza maybe the rest of today and then take a break from it and try some God of War, but I don't want to just abandon Yakuza. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna try and finish Yakuza first because I'd like to play six. That's yeah. another one of my that's my second one I suppose. But I think the same as when I finished Zero and I went, ah, I can't really jump in straight to another one of these. I think I'm going to finish Kwame in one big rush and then not particularly want to jump in again. Yeah, so you give yourself a few months. Yeah, so that's at the point where I'll start God of War probably. What's the um, second big game I can't that's out or about to come out? Uh, I think Labo is out this month as well, isn't it? Oh, right, okay, yeah. 
Uh, I'm not going to get that because um, I haven't got the room, really. (laughs) I still don't understand what Labo is, and I don't know that I would get any benefit out of it, but I kind of... You know me, I'd like to call on someone's house who's got it all done and set up and stuff, and just gone like, all right, cool, and then just leave. Yeah, for me, it's the... I'd be tempted to buy it to take that and my Switch round to a mate who's got uh, free kits. Yeah. And just watch them put these things together. I know Giant Bomb are planning on doing a, a, a stream when it comes out of putting all stuff together. That To me, that seems more of the, the coolest thing. Yeah, the appeal of it. Maybe playing the game. Yeah, because I still don't understand what it is. I'm, I'm Maybe it's my fault for not having watched the, uh, the video. My want, then, is a bit of a mixed one, this. A bit of a mixed one. In that I sort of do and I sort of don't. Football Manager has, has just been ported to the Switch, and it's the Touch version. I used to play Football Manager for literally months every year. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so you'd get your save file, it'd tell you how long you, how many in-game minutes and hours you'd, you'd played it for, and eventually take over to a week, and then months. And yeah, I used to play it all weekend or you know every night and, and stuff. I just put loads and loads of time into it when I was at you know high school, college, uh, uni for a bit as well. But I've burnt out on it, and certainly the way the game's gone, it's it's a bit joyless now for me. Not helped by um, the state of uh, the United team at the minute. Mm-hmm. Although actually on paper that team's fantastic, so maybe it's the perfect time to play it. I'm kind of interested by Switch version because, like I said, the way I, I use it, I tend to use the Switch as a handheld. It's pretty rare I, I play anything docked on it. And so having something I can just dip in and out of and just leave paused, put the thing on its charge stand and then just you know come back to a week later or whatever, or the next night or 20 minutes later even. That's how I played through Cat's Quest. It's how I played through, uh, I don't know, whatever else I've played on the Switch. It's possibly why I've not played more of Splatoon 2. But it's 30 quid, and it's the tablet version of the game, which is, I think, maybe the halfway house that I'd, I'd need. That, I think, is the better version. More suitable, for me, at least, of Football Manager. So it's got all the players, it's just not got all the bullshit. So have you played one of the tablet versions? Yeah, a few years back, I got sent a copy that had the... Um, I didn't play it on a tablet, but the what became the tablet version was like this Football Manager light mode on the PC and you can buy this is a bit shitty on PC now you can you can buy the touch mode as a separate thing so they took it out and then sell it as a separate thing which is like I say not the greatest thing that uh, they could have done given how much money they make from Football Manager so they do a mobile version as well which is like this really basic back when it was Championship Manager it sort of plays more like that so more entirely text based and stuff and that I, I sort of tried with it and it's not really got the depth to it and, and so I'm, like I say I'm somewhere in between I've been left behind by the main one but this this smaller version or slightly smaller version I'm I'm probably more keen on uh, if it was a bit cheaper I probably would have bought it already having just finished Cat's Quest I kind of feel like I need something else on the Switch maybe I should play one of the games I already own but I don't know I'm sort of tempted I, I quite like the idea of having a, a football manager that I can just dip in and out of like that so I might go with that Okay. So, do you have a bin? Because this seems like the uh, it's one we've we've talked about before that we've we've struggled with. Game wise, no. It's the same one that I've had almost every time that we've done a podcast. <laughs> like, well, nothing else can go wrong, surely. Yeah, stop being dicks, I suppose. We alluded to it at the end of the um, Yakuza podcast about uh, Mark leaving. 
why do people have to be dicks? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, we shouldn't get into it too much here. I, I like Mark. He's been around for a long time. I don't yep. necessarily hold any one person responsible for if two people had a disagreement. You've got to be careful what you say, I guess, because you don't want to make anything worse. I, I think the reaction was a bit, a bit strong, but it's, it's ultimately it's Mark's choice. If like, no one wanted him to leave, but you know, you can't force someone to stay. I, hopefully, nothing else is going to happen. I was a little worried that we were getting there in the Shemu thread. Um, I was very good. I didn't. I didn't make anything worse. I don't think. I, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I. Yeah, hope, I don't know. Like, it's, it's stupid thing is, you get the feeling that everyone gets on, it's just um, everyone's opinionated and no one's... Well, not no one's shy about giving their opinion, but we've all been around long enough that people are going to give their opinions and uh, sometimes people don't take it too well or don't hold back, and I'm as guilty of it as anyone, so I, I can't really say anything, I guess. Uh, not me, I'm a good boy. Yep. That's about it, really. I didn't want to dwell too much on it, so... Don't be dicks. That's that's it, really. I'm going to lighten the tone, I guess. Uh, now you've told everyone <laughs> off. I haven't told anyone off. <laughs> uh, Nino Kuni, which was initially something I was just going to talk about is what I've played. Is it Nino Kuni 2 or, or the Nino, original? Yeah, Nino Kuni 2. I, I loved the first game. I know other people sort of... When people talk about Nino Kuni 2, they oh, weren't really like good. The combat was shit. I really liked the combat. And um, I thought it, you know, it looked great. I quite liked the story. This just has not worked for me in the way I haven't played a huge amount of it so I'm I'm on the verge where it's just about to teach me how to do world building so I'm a few hours in and it's still teaching me stuff but that's JRPGs for you it's not actually that long a game I don't think I think it's maybe sort of 40 50 hours which I know is still fairly long but for for uh, an RPG not too bad it throws in stuff like these skirmish battles that was described to me as total war and maybe it sort of is but it's this really light version of it that I don't fully understand I can't read too well um so your character has two groups either side of him melee and archers and um, you need to level those people up but i have no idea how to do that and you've got a couple of special moves open to you and that takes battle points but it just mm, you need to call them reinforcements that takes battle points so it just reading all the information just doesn't quite make sense to me but you walk around the overworld map it's locked it's you've just in this skirmish thing and there's other units and you need to take them out but they'll be the melee people are weak to arrows so you need to put your arrow people at the front or in a position where they can get shots in at least it's just a bit clumsy and ill thought out and unneeded just doesn't need to be in it the main combat is plentiful to a fault possibly or you could start avoiding things i guess more again i, I said something was kinetic before it's it's more involved you're you kind of um action rpg going into a fight and you can hack and slash things you can jump and take things out in the air use magic spells or projectile weapon i guess and you've got special attacks and stuff that's not too bad but so far it's been easy to the point where it's kind of you don't really have to concentrate the downside to that is i've died because i've not been concentrating seen that i'm running out of health and just not done anything about it but there is actually items you can use just kind of been waiting to be healed or for the enemies to drop health orbs or something so then there's this um castle building or like kingdom building stuff that i've not really done yet but the problem is the story i think the tone of it so it starts off okay the city gets destroyed like a, a human city a real world city and nino kuni the first one you play as a kid 
who's got some stuff going on in his personal life and he gets taken to this fantasy world. So a bit Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, I guess, or um, Spirited Away. The president of this country, who this city's just been destroyed, kind of wakes up in this castle and the castle's being attacked and there's a coup taking place. The mouse people are taking it over from the reigning cat people. Um, although you're playing, or kid you get introduced to is a, a boy with cat ears. And so he loses his kingdom and you're supposed to feel sorry for him. And I presume this is because we have a monarchy over it. I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, you've lost your, oh, you have to go get a job. Oh, boo fucking who? You're not entitled to a kingdom. And so I can't get behind helping this kid. I don't care if he has a kingdom or not. I just could not give... There's bigger things to worry about. <laughs> Why were you entitled to it? You're 10. Like, you, you're, not, <laughs> you're not in a position to... But there's people just start kind of... Oh, I see you've got something about you, sir. Okay. And they just sort of, <laughs> like, bow the knee to him or bend the knee to him. You're just like, oh, fuck off. These, it's a pirate group they're doing. They're just like, they just tell you to... Like, all right, good luck. Get out. I've heard the a similar sort of thing from... I think it was on Giant Bomb and they... I don't know if it's a bit you haven't got to yet, but you start getting the sympathy from the the mouse or the rat people because um, it turns out how downtrodden they were, and now they're like, "Oh yeah, now I can uh, I can have my own business and I can do this and that and the other." Yeah. So maybe you're not meant to feel sorry for the the royalty. I think yeah, possibly you are initially, but I've I'm, I had heard the game improves a lot later on, which is why I'm I was gonna skirt around putting this I was holding off initially putting this in bin but I've just not had a chance to uh, to get back to it this week so what I will say as well it's been a good use of um, I've been playing it on my TV in 4k on uh, my fancy graphics card <laughs> you might as well make some use out of it because everything else just could have run on my old graphics card and the steam controller as well just to really make use of stuff that I really shouldn't have bought I don't know there's just tonally there's just something missing from it so far but hopefully it does Apparently the, the combat gets a lot more involved. The skirmish stuff I've not really heard anyone say anything good about, but yeah, apparently the combat gets a lot more involved later on. And you can certainly see it because the um, the last game did something similar as well. And yeah, I'd rather play as any of the other characters, I think, rather than the king, but because the king is um, front and center in terms of the story, it's, it's his story. And so you kind of feel obligated to play as him, even though I couldn't give a fuck what happens to him. <laughs> But yeah, if he learns a lesson, becomes a better king, he's still gonna, you know, uh, feel like he has a manifest destiny. Which, again, I probably overthink <laughs> just gaming in general, I guess. But I am gonna keep going with it. But at the minute, I'm supremely disappointed com- compared to uh, how much I enjoyed the first game. Okay, that's it for for this month. We've we've done uh, everything we've played, everything we want, everything we're gonna bin. Uh, we've told people off. Yeah, job done. Thanks for listening. Go and check out the Yakuza one. Just you know, someone. 